Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Beggars Can't Be Chuggers, uh, courtesy of Fungi Bull Token uh, at Shore Josh. <laughs> Score Josh? I don't know, man. Fungi Bull uh, Token. What is that? <laughs> fungi Bull? Okay, oh, whatever that is. Fungi Bull. So, okay, so shrooms and then toke. Oh, hell yeah. All right, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, I'm Jack. That's Miles. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things that are trending. Uh, Succession is trending. Season three trailer is out. Uh, I have been pretending like I'm caught up on Succession. I haven't actually seen season two. Uh, for some reason, I just keep stopping like a couple episodes in, um, even though I really like that show. So what I do you mean am going to get caught up. Like you just oh you like you keep having me like stopping. I can't I can't okay yeah. I thought you had a faulty like application or something like, and it keeps <laughs> stopping that would be in keeping with uh, my past couple days where I have had tech issues at home came to the office to record yeah. had the same tech issues here you're like so. in the shittiest Stephen King book where like <laughs> you must have done something but like the right. worst thing to happen to you is just like your Wi-Fi <laughs> sucks all the time yeah yeah on a uh, this is important. Adam Devine talks about how he has a like a tech ghost that follows him around, but it's clear he's just like bad at technology. Yeah, um, that's a fine line. But like, I I know how easy it is to convince yourself of a ghost on any given thing. Like, I have a curtain rod ghost. You know, yeah, I mean? and yeah. we talked about that when Langston was on. <laughs> right. Fucking getting near me, having put up curtain rods. There's something, right. and it could just be my lack of skill and lack of patience. But I call that a ghost. Um, I have an IKEA putting IKEA furniture together. Ghost. Oof. It's not. not do you? Better. Are you that? Are you? Do you, Do you have the like tormented moment where you know you you put in a pivotal piece backwards seventeen yeah. steps past it? You're seventeen like, steps. Full of, some of them are irrevocable, man. Yeah. Like some of the steps are like they're like sorry. Oh, like, oh, you. Uh, well, that's backwards from now on. Oh yeah. Well, don't like, don't like push it in all the way. Well, now it's, it's ruined. It's like, well, I can't even. Right. Well, I should be able to pull that part. Like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> nope. That's why you shouldn't yeah. buy the Torgbyald chair. That shelf is just going to be corkboard uh, colored from now on. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, because you put it in upside down. Uh, anyway, Succession Three. So. You and Super Producer Brian were talking before we started recording uh, mm-hmm. that this is anticipated. Season two was good. Oh yeah, I mean, I it's just more like the ride. We're in for the ride now. I got to know what's yeah. going on. Um, and you know, I only watched it because both you and Anna were always talking to each other about the first season and how much you liked it. And I was like, man, I'm fucking talking watching Succession. And then I started watching it, and I'm com- yeah, so. I'm along for the ride, baby. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. It's got some of the great characters. The uh brother in or son in law is is one of the great characters. I don't know what kind of season two he has, but his season one, Tom, is he's a British actor who apparently he has like a greatest performance of the year, like cameo in um that movie The Intern. Uh, oh. That was like a, basically about the Weinstein thing as the Weinstein thing was happening. It was oh, like wow. about a uh, intern at a film studio, I think, or like some sort of uh, you know workplace, and it turns out they're like covering up all sorts of 
uh, awful shit, and he comes in as like the uh, HR fixer and apparently just crushes it. But it's it's interesting that like a a polite British guy has <laughs> has just nailed this like version of like American corporate pathos. Right, right. Uh, um, yeah, I, I can't believe I I want to say so much now, but you have to watch season two because it ends with a banger, which oh, makes yeah. this. You know, you know, you know how these shows that have their shit together do. They leave you wanting more at the finale, so you tune in mm. for the next season, and they mm. did exactly that. Well, speaking of uh, tuning in for the finale, <laughs> uh, Mike Lindell, you know, we're all he has us all eagerly awaiting mm-hmm. August thirteenth, yeah, because that's when President, my President Donald Trump, uh, will finally be confirmed. Uh, to have been president all along or re-presidented, mm-hmm. uh, re-sworn in. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know that uh, by August 13th, right, we're going to know? Yeah, we're going to know. President. And I mean, and honestly, you know, he couldn't have picked a greater day than August 13th, Friday the 13th, uh, for hey. this to happen, even though there's no mechanism in any of our laws that allow for a mid-season switch-up of the lead. Um, where suddenly Donald Trump is like, yep, and that's legal, and that's what happened. Joe Biden, take this L because you know you lost. It's not, so that's not happening. I don't, well, and again, this is why we're in a very, uh, you know, delicate place, or, or, or rather we're fucked because there's too many people who really think this shit that Donald Trump actually had the, the you know, the election stolen from him. Um, so this kind of shit will keep trending, unfortunately. So August 13th is trending because Mike Lindell said that's the date by which we will, things will have dropped. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, exactly. That's, and again, MAGA Twitter is like, they're acting like, you know, they just found out when the new, you know, PS6 was dropping or something. They're like, mark your <laughs> calendars, it's happening. But I don't know. This is such a weird uh, shard of MAGA world, the, the, the real holdouts for this version of what happens. Um, but again... I don't know. You know, he's been kicking this can down the road for months now, saying it was going to be this day, it was going to be this day, it was going to be this day. But, you know, yeah, I guess. I think you mispronounced shart, but. Oh, uh, yeah, shart, sorry. Yeah, it, is is there anything that they're pointing to that they're like, this judge has agreed with us, or it's all just, it's all just, you know, continuing to be. Uh, I think this is Mike Lindell mm-hmm. expertly finding a way to drum up business for his dying pillow company that has been absolutely blasted off the face of the earth because of his, you know, whole investment in perpetuating the big lie and all this because people don't aren't fucking with my pillow unless you are a maga head, literally your head is maga hat and <laughs> now they're the only people that will buy your shit. So the only way what the you know what I mean? Like people can only have yeah. so many pillows. So he has to keep doing this shit because the other thing is that I see now and as I look at the trending things and I'm more focused on the right wing accounts that are sharing this, there are a few of these influencers who are on like the right wing who um, are posting discount codes for my pillow along with all the trending words um, with the announcement. Like, for example, breaking port, Mike Lindell says the morning of August 15th, Trump will officially be president again. He's putting every he's put everything on the line. Stand with those that stand with America. Support American jobs. And then it's like use code at my pillow to get 66 percent uh, off. So, Jeez. you know, I, I OK, 
you're y'all gonna fuck everything up for these people just because the pillow business is dying. But what example? Yeah, it do is they really have? cruel. Like it's real. It's really uh, not not a lot of respect shown by the the this specific contingent of grifters for for their marks. You yeah. Know, the Trump presidency or the reelection or whatever Trump's organization is that is grifting people and signing them up for multiple uh, payments and bankrupting them and uh, this dude. It's always it, it's just interesting because it's always not it's like one one level deep. It's not yeah. like it's just like hey, and you can get a free pillow <laughs> if you give us your uh, social security number, please, because you're a patriot. Let's let's do a little sports talk. Mm-hmm. A little sports talk radio there with it is. the Jack Dog and what's your Miracle name? Miles. Miracle Miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so we got get, hit me with the Euro Cup date. Euro let's, Cup date. Uh oh. Well, I mean, right now as we speak, Spain and Italy are playing in a semifinal, uh, which is tied at nil nil. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I won't know the result of that unless I am Biff Tanner and I have the uh, the sports encyclopedia that will tell me, but I don't. Um, but yeah, that is a game that's happening. And then in the other semifinal, we have England and Denmark. Uh, Denmark, man, they've played a really solid... Tr- I mean, they've just been scoring. They've been doing their thing ever since uh, Christian Eriksen collapsed in that first match. That was really scary. I think that helped rally the team. Oh, that's them? Yeah. Wow. They, so now they're in a semifinal. Uh, is he still playing? Oh no 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 no! Okay, no. he's he's he needed a, defi- a defibrillator uh, put in and things like that, and yeah, he Jesus. he had a serious like you know cardiac event. Um, right. But yeah, so English fans they're loving it over the weekend. Uh, they had a real handy win over Ukraine. That you know I think they gave up a little bit in the second half when they felt that the lights were fully out, so that allowed a few more easy headed goals in. Um, that was a uh... That was I, that was one of the few games that I watched. Okay, few matches yeah. that I watched, and yeah, England looks good. I mean, they're like when you you know they put the wins and losses and draws next to the t- the team name uh, when they're when they're listing these games, and like England's just like got a lot of W's. They do. There. They got a lot of W's, but not when they count. You know, which is the ones that get them into the, a final and then ultimately lifting a trophy at the end of a tournament. And I think that's what all English fans want. But they have a really good, you know, for all like they had this previous generation of players, like when Wayne Rooney was playing and Steven Gerrard. You may have heard of these types of players. That was like their golden generation. And now they have all these younger players to the point where like when you see people come off the bench, you're like, oh shit, that's right. They're they're fucking deep right now. Yeah, um, yeah, so they have a good shot. So you know, uh, maybe for all the three Lions fans, I I hope it comes home like you want it to. Uh, Harry Kane, absolutely massive. Uh, that's <laughs> my my catchphrase. There it is. Euro <laughs> Whenever you uh, meet someone from the UK, <laughs> oh man, you from the UK, Harry Kane, absolutely <laughs> massive. <laughs> all right, man, how'd you like that? <laughs> he probably loved it, right? I, right. How'd I do, uh, man? You want right. me to take this on video, send it to one of your cousins back home? Uh, NBA Finals game one tonight yeah. uh, between the Phoenix Suns, uh, who look to be firing on all cylinders, the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't even know is Giannis back, uh, but they they've. You know, gutted it out. Even with Giannis hurt, they uh, yeah. Chris Middleton game time is what they say. Shot maker, baby. 
Yeah, and Giannis is game time. But shout out to the cities of Milwaukee and Phoenix. A uh, long time coming. Phoenix had all those great Steve Nash teams that never really made it to the finals. Barkley got kind of close too. Yeah, Barkley got Barkley did make it to the finals. Yeah, but you know, ne- never won it. And uh, or I I don't think either of them have been in the final. Or uh, yeah, I guess I guess since Barkley, the Suns haven't. And Milwaukee, I think it's been since like Lou Alcindor. Um, Woo, man, so. that's a minute. Yeah, it's been a little while. That was, uh, oh man, I remember that. The 93 finals with Barkley and yeah. Jordan. I remember yeah. because that's when like I realized that that whole postseason is really when you saw some of that straight up murder ball that they would play. Yeah. And it yeah. was, and you knew they're like, the, the, the refs damn near left their whistles in the locker room. You know, yeah. like, and you would see real fucking tough physical play. And I always just think back, I'm like, man, man, Dick. Dick Bavetta knew how to let those let those playoff games, you know, cook. Mm. The uh that was that was a season that I think required them to change a rule because Barkley just put his uh enormous ass into people and just backed them down for like 15 seconds until he was like at the, <laughs> at the basket. And they were like, all right, we can't can't do that. Right. That's really boring and weird to watch. Um, but Anyways, uh, would be dope to see Chris Paul win a title. Would be dope to see uh, Giannis win a yeah. title, and we are gonna get to see one of those things. So, and in the, uh, ugh, I know hey, if Chris Paul loses, everyone's gonna say he's cursed. Um, and I don't want him to. I don't want. I want him to grow out of these terrible. You know, he's had such bad luck. Um, yeah, I can't even believe I'm saying this shit. Anyway, good good luck to all of them. Yeah. You For it's sure. also you think those State Farm commercials are real, so you think that he's yeah, like he's, really bad luck. Like he's always turned into a, a basketball, basketball or like and things, shit. or a, a deer broke into his house and yeah, uh, I'm broke like, all his shit. Bro, you got talk I think, about somebody who fears the deer. <laughs> <laughs> he's got bigger problems than the NBA. Yeah. Uh, he's got he's got Alfonso Ribeiro uh, <laughs> trying to steal his identity. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, you hate to see uh, it. You hate to see it. You really do. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Nicole Hannah Jones, the uh, journalist, uh, the, some major prize winner. Pulitzer? Pulitzer, I think, is what the good one is. That or a Webby. Uh, I, I can't remember which one it is because they're both up there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Nicole Hannah-Jones, Pulitzer winning journalist behind the 1619 Project. Uh-oh, the really fantastic reporting on, you know, the legacy of uh, African slavery and how it uh, permeates to this day uh, with mm. many. I mean, again, this is, you know, her work essentially was the be- lighting the fuse of the whole critical race theory debate because people were, you know, looking at history a little more critically again. I mean, like, yeah, 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 this is all bad. There's a lot of work to do if we're going to right the wrongs of uh, chattel slavery. Um, if you remember the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, they got pressed by, you know, people around their state. Um, I guess the board of trustees or whatever that fancy word is for people who run a, a college that they were mm-hmm. basically pressured to not, you know, grant her a tenure uh, at the university. And then they pulled it. And then people were like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Are you kidding? Who's who, who is more, who has more superlatives at this point than she does in regards to, you know, this, this 
like this form of study or her contributions journalistically crickets. Then they came back and they said, yeah, actually we want to offer you tenure. And they said, no, I'm going to go to Howard. So she's taking her talents to Howard university. Uh, the wow. yeah, historically black university, you know, has a, uh, a you know, they, she has a, a good home there where people aren't going to debate the validity of her fucking journalism and the reporting on this, this thing we have called American white supremacy. Um, so yeah, good to see, good to see her making her moves and, you know, it just sucks to see that you can go from having this one job that you think you wanted to then it becoming completely soured overnight like that because people don't want history taught. Shout out to North Carolina, really fucking that one up. Let's talk, uh, let's talk Paddington 3. This is like a little piece of good news Mm -hmm. for uh, film fans, uh, Paddington fans. One of the big moments at Cannes, everybody's like, you know, film snobs are like, it's the glitz and glamour are back at Cannes. We're uh, seeing all these arty movies, but the real heads know the only thing that matters is that uh, Studio Canal announced that Paddington 3 will begin shooting in second quarter of 2022. Oh. So uh, it's back, baby. Look at Um, that. Bears, humans, nine-titted Draculas, rejoice (laughs) together. Yeah. Yeah, Jam, our writer, uh, pointed out, like, was kind of meditating on why this movie's so uh, popular. I, I've i seen, it's like it's interesting, like uh, I was listening to a, a screenwriter talk about how this is a cool movie to like, is Paddington 2. Um, and then like I've heard other smart people who haven't seen Paddington 2 just be like, I'm so tired of hearing people talk about Paddington 2. Like it's just a a stupid movie or like it's a just a normal movie. What Like what is it about? that movie that people love so much. What are they saying? Um, what is the reason? Like, they're saying this is the new Chinatown? Just like it's, uh, I'm trying to think of like the like other that it example would be- of like, it's fun to, it's a, it's a fun movie that like people think is uh, interesting to like, basically. Oh. So Chinatown's a little bit more down the middle. I'm trying okay. to think of, Another example, like... When you said uh, scriptwriter, I thought, like, this is what they will be talking about when Robert McKee updates story. He will take right. out the references to Chinatown and will acknowledge the deft <laughs> screenwriting of Paddington 2. I think he was saying, like, it, it's... Like, characters will talk about it in a movie. Uh, the, they'll be like, I love Paddington 2, and that's how you know that that oh, character like is, like, Oh, like, it's a, a personality fun. type. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, you know, J.M. was pointing out that, like... There's a Paddington, I guess Paddington 1, which I haven't seen. I've only seen Paddington 2. And I've only seen Paddington Uh, 1. Together, we can have a conversation with Galen Durant. The bear, Paddington, is like an an immigrant, and that that movie came out during Brexit. And like even when the story started, this is actually like really heartbreaking. But J.M. pulled this detail that uh, the original author, Michael Bond, created the character after watching evacuee children pass through Reading Station from London during the Blitz. Like, so they had to be, like, broken away from their family. And they all had a label around their neck with their name and address on on it and a little case of <laughs> or package containing all their treasured possessions. And he was like, that's the saddest mm. thing I've ever seen. What would, like a whimsical version of that be. So he created Paddington, 
who is like an orphaned immigrant bear child uh, who goes and lives with a family in London. And like people at the time, people had a lot of fun with uh, an immigration lawyer was like Paddington would have no chance at like getting citizenship in the UK at this point because of like the anti-immigration backlash Brexit movement uh, that was that was happening. Uh, And then Paddington, too. You know, he's uh, still still an immigrant, uh, is unjustly, uh, you know, imprisoned uh, and all of these like kind of real uh, stressors he encounters or the people in the movie encounter. Uh, but then everybody, including the villain, like has a pleasant like resolution, um, mm. which is kind of kind of nice. Yeah. Little. It's it's working on something else on our hearts. I feel like Paddington Two is the best Wes Anderson movie I've I've ever seen. Which is I, I, Wes Anderson just like cursing all the Paddington Two talk. <laughs> I know what they were trying to do. They out they yeah. out west me. Yeah, they they kind of did it, kind of nailed it because it's like has all the things that are appealing and like lovely about his movies, but without the like self-reverential kind of smirk right it's just like yeah oh bless paddington and the empathy of that film all right well those are the things that are trending on this fine tuesday afternoon we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy and we will talk to you all tomorrow bye bye